Gamble. Hello and welcome to Dynamite Neddy. It's the Retro Games Podcast where a couple of old pals get together and talk about a couple of old games. The voice you're hearing just now is myself, Mick Clockerty. Joining me as always, we have Mr. Mick McCormick. How's it going? And Mr. Andy Mack. Kenichiwa, you changed it up there. Uh, I, I do tend to change um, what one is I ask first. I think we've ah. talked about this before. This is getting to... This is getting to Simpsons did it part of where we're <laughs> <laughs> picking up on things that we've picked up on before. No, ah. we've got something a wee bit different for you today, listener. Some of our, our inner circle will be aware of something that we sometimes call the game. Sometimes it gets called the Westburn game. McCormick knows what I'm talking about. This um, stems from an annual Boxing Day tradition where we'll gather in the Westburn Bar in Greenock and basically have a a great philosophical debate about who could batter who by picking names out of a hat. So everybody would nominate people that we think they would do well in a fight. So you could end up with, I don't know, the Terminator versus William Wallace. They two might get drawn out and then there would be a discussion about who would win if they two fought outside the pub in Greenock. It usually ends up being like Elaine versus Nick Lynch or something like that. Yeah, they, they've <laughs> got a bit more topical. We've we've kind of got a bit a bit big fat quiz of the year about it, whereby we we tend to put in characters for that year's you know big news stories. So ended up with fucking Joe Exotic and that and it. Um, <laughs> but the <Captain> Tom. <laughs> aye, <laughs> the the classic would be that you just did pop culture characters. No, we're doing that today, but with characters from, you guessed it, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so is it going to be like, um, just, is it going to be one of a quarter final and then a semi final and a final? Or are we going to go through it all more? What I've done is we've. We're going to have, aye, we've got a, a round of 16 and then quarters and semis and then a final. Andy, I know you're partially a third-place playoff. We can maybe do one of them as well. <laughs> okay. And what we're going to do is purely... Right, and I'm going to get this out of the way before anybody gets that, is Sonic has 300 characters in it, right? <laughs> See before you start messaging us saying, oh, I can't believe he's left out <laughs> Ray the Squirrel. Oh, what? where was Big the Cat and all this? Right, if if we did every Sonic character, we'd be here all night. What I did was basically, I asked McCormick for eight Sonic characters, and I asked Andy Mack for eight Sonic characters. No caveats, they could be for the comic, the cartoon, any of the games or whatever. And if they picked the same characters for any of them, they would only go in once, and I would get to pick replacements for them. Now... Lads, he's actually only picked three of the same characters. Both of you had Sonic, Knuckles, and Vector the Crocodile on your lists. I thought we might have Vector. I thought we might share Vector. I swapped them out. Well, they're in, but rather than having them in twice, I have put in Tails, just to cover classic Sonic character bases. (laughs) Poor Tails Um, not getting picked. (laughs) I know. I also put in Knack the Weasel, a.k.a. Fang the Sniper, because I'm a big Knack fan. And then, just to gaze, another another lassie in the tournament, um, rather, than just, <laughs> rather than just Amy Rose, we've got Rouge the Bat as well. So, I'll give you your, first, I'll give you your 16 combatants. We've got Sonic, Knuckles, Shadow, Amy, Chaos, Vector, SBO, E102 Gamma, Tails, Short Fuse the Cybernick, Mama Robotnik, <laughs> <laughs> we've got Knack slash Fang, we've got Mecha Sonic, I just allowed this, I wasn't going to do a steward's inquiry on it, Andy has put in Heavy and Bomb, and says that they've got to come as a duo, right, okay. um, Dr. Robotnik himself, obviously the main man, and uh, Rouge the Bat. So that's who we've got. <laughs> now, 
what I'm going to do is you are going to just get assigned a character at random to argue on behalf of and we're going to do this until we crown a Sonic champion. For the purposes of the fight, we're going to say no weapons unless, generally speaking, you know, you can argue that they come with a weapon. You know, like Short Fuse, the Cybernic, or E-102 Gamma. They've basically got like, a rifle grafted to them, don't they? Or, um... Amy, you could make the argument with that she goes everywhere with a big hammer. Otherwise, they are just fighting outside the Western in Greenock. Are we happy okay. with the rules? Mm, yep, yeah. let's go for it, man. Yeah. Right, so, and I'm picking these out of heart, by the way. Right, McCormick, we'll get you your character first. Right. We have got Knack, okay? Okay. You're going you're gonna to be arguing on behalf of Knack. Probably Wikipedia page up. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, fuck it, you may as well. Uh, Andy, you have got Chaos. Chaos, right. All right, then. No, you can also pull up a Wikipedia article or whatever, whatever you need to do. For Chaos? Don't need but... you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anak the Weasel, I mean, I think um, one fairly obvious advantage he's got is he's got a fucking gun, as we yep. mentioned. <laughs> um, he carries a piece on him at all times, as it he seems. Does. So yeah, if he pulls that hang out, I, I don't know, I'm assuming Chaos has got some weak spots he can hit with a gun, um, a fucking floating brain somewhere in his, his watery body, um, but if he gets that, it's kind of game over, I think. Otherwise, you know, he might, he might be struggling a little bit, I mean, I don't think he's the strongest guy, he's quite wily, he's probably got a few tricks up his sleeve, but maybe not for like a kind of face-to-face battle, but I, my argument basically hinges on he's going to pull out his, his shooter and blow his Chaos's brains out. So what do you think, Andy? He's, he's not right. book smart, is he? He's more cunning. But, um, aye. 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 There you go. Right, aye. Andy, sorry. I agree. He's, um, he's like, he's like the Gobos of the Himmler, isn't he? Um, <laughs> he's not the front man. Like, he'll not, he'll not take, he'll not go take it and heed on. He's always in the shadows. Um, turning up the middle of levels, trying to throw you after that. Whereas Chaos, Chaos requires brute strength. Chaos's whole thing is that as he absorbs a Chaos Emerald, he can turn into a, a bigger, badder version of himself with more um, abilities, like an evolution in Pokemon, where he gets stronger and stronger and stronger, all the way up to where he becomes perfect chaos, um, where he's the size of a city, and it literally takes the strongest character in the whole Sonic universe, apparently, to beat him, Supersonic. So if Supersonic, if, as Supersonic, you die about 27, 28, maybe even 30 times, and try to kill him, then what the fuck's knack when he's super ability going to do against well, Chaos? What I would say is, where are we getting... I, I'm, I'm just coming in as a ref here. Where are we getting these Chaos Emeralds for? Is he nipping into Cash Generator and seeing if MD's bumped some, sold <laughs> or? Well, I mean, this is the thing, right? I suppose um, knack... I mean, right. what you're saying to me is, what if it's just his, uh, his original form Chaos essentially against knack? I still think Nat gets beat because he can't fight. Talk me through Chaos's original form. So Chaos's original form is just a drip with a brain, essentially. So he's a bit like a liquid terminator, where he can just morph his horns into different types of weapons and all that stuff. He could jump into water and become formless, it's just his brain. He's essentially a brain with water surrounding him. And the volume of water depends on the amount of emeralds he can get, which uh, increases his powers. So a fully powered chaos absolutely destroys the universe like Galactus. Aye. But uh kinda of, at the other side of the spectrum, a shite chaos would probably still fuck Nack up. The only thing I could see Nack coming back with is if he gets a device in the early stages to try and trap chaos. But even then, you're kinda of onto plums because how are you going to trap something that can just turn into water, you know? Ice cube tree. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps. You could maybe right. do aye. I don't know, with McCormick mentioning Nack's got a shooter on him <laughs> and he's quite a good shot, if Chaos is in his basic form and basically what you're saying is all we've got is a nice big brain target, he's maybe going to just Aye. get fucking headshot, man. Um, cause suppo- see-through, he's see-through as well, he can literally see the brain. Oh, yeah, I suppose I suppose the brain is a glaring thing. I, mean, I didn't think the brain, I thought I was looking at perfect Chaos, to be honest, in this fight. Controversially, I'm going to get to the weasel. Aye, aye, maybe if he gets if he gets lucky, aye. But 
Uh, if you look at perfect chaos, um, he's got fucking no chance. Absolutely no chance. But Andy, right? Your character next round is you've got E one O two gamma. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if we want to give a wee quick descriptor of who these folk are for the benefit of any listeners that are the huge Sonic nerds. E one O two gamma is for Sonic Adventure One, and he's a a robot who has an existential crisis. <laughs> exactly what he is though. He starts to question his, the philosophy of a badnik and actually ends up becoming good at the end of it, befriending Amy Rose. McCormick, you've got... Oh! <laughs> what a seed, McCormick. Why don't you tell us who Short Fuse the Cybernik is? He's <laughs> <laughs> doing the same. Man, this is, this is quite interesting because um, <laughs> Short Fuse the Cybernik is the only character we've got in this who is purely from the British Sonic comics. And he's quite similar um, in, to what E-102 Gamma is in terms of concept, though he predates him. He was, a, I believe, a, a squirrel um, who was taken for a, a kind of experimental, like, badnik operation that um, Robotnik was testing out. So Robotnik's, yeah, if you've played any of the Sonic games, what the baddies are are just wee animals that he's imprisoned in these robot bodies. Um, but a cybernic was a new kind of innovation on that because the animal inside actually retained its consciousness. Um, so he was working for Robotnik and then kind of rebelled against him and joined the good guys. But he's kind of like a, he's like a kind of squirrel with sort of cybernetic um, cyborg armour on um, mm-hmm. that you kind of take off. Um, me and Andy were always quite big fans of him reading the comics growing up because he's just quite cool. These, these are basically the same character, right? So I'm going to need to hear the differentials for you on what makes you, like, and funnily enough, he's both got the one that the other person picked. So who wins in a fight, E102 Gamma or Short Fuse? I'll open with, man, I wouldn't have picked, oh, fucking hell. Right, <laughs> you've got me here. Um, Short Fuse is Cybernic absolutely trounces E102 Gamma. I can't even back it up. <laughs> yeah. Gamma why, is, why, why is well, it such a trouncing? Gamma's an E102 model, right? Which means right. he is a derivative of the baddies you fight on in Sonic 3 Knuckles at Sky Sanctuary Zone. Okay. Where they look like uh, many versions of the big robot in Sonic 2, essentially. But these things are very easy to hit. They're one hit kills, aren't they? Where the shot fuse of Cybernet takes a pure tanker in the comics. Right. And, uh, and his, his armour is indestructible. I believe. It's uh, hard. He's indestructible armour and he can turn his arms into laser guns. Ah, it's, it's hard to... It's indispensable when you're outside the, the West Bond. <laughs> right. I, I get, the thing about E102 Gamma's model of Badnik is that they are pretty dispensable. Right. Um, I was okay. going to look at uh, Moral Philosophy to try and dismantle his opponent like the end of a Bethesda game. Aye. Um, but, no, if he's coming to brute force one-on-one, fucking, you can't beat short and through. That's his whole point in his character. He's stuck in this indestructible suit. Okay, I mean, we're, we're going to get ones like this where there's going to be a clear favourite on, on everybody's part. Uh, short fuse goes through, I'm happy with that. Sorted. <laughs> McCormick, let's get your next guy, or woman. You've got Rouge the Bat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got... Oh, it's Mama Robotnik. No. <laughs> you fucking picked these ahead of time, you could. No, I swear, I'm picking them with a hat. <laughs> Why don't we. McCormick, tell us who Rouge the Bat is. Uh, Rouge the Bat is. Mandy so eloquently put it on the last episode that a bat with tits. <laughs> um, she is a, a thief. Um, she's hired by Robotnik to, I think, steal. Uh, the Master Emerald. I can't really remember the plot of Sonic Adventure 2. She's, she, she might also be working for the President as a double agent, I believe. Aye, so she's pretty sneaky. Um, she uses her kind of feminine wiles to bamboozle Knuckles, um, who's a kind of rival throughout that um, plot as well. Um, she's quite a smart character, I think. Um, maybe Mare Brains and Braun, she's another kind of sneaky character. Um, but she's got a few tricks up her sleeve as well. Let's go on to Andy. Tell us who... This is one of Andy's picks, in case anybody couldn't guess. Tell us who Mama Robotnik is. Mama Robotnik is, as uh, McCormick said earlier, a character for one of the TV shows, um, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was the one that wasn't the story-based. Basically, in one episode, right, the conceit is that 
Robotnik's more comes to visit, right? And his more is fucking ten times worse than him. She wants to just watch the world burn and all that. It's her birthday, and uh, what, her, she, what she requests her birthday present is for Robotnik to napalm a small village because it blocks her view of old folks' home. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's just so a she's, fucking tyrant, she's, man. She's ruthless, man. She's a badging. Aye, right. she's Robotnik about that. Let's have it. These ladies are drinking in the Westbourne. You know, Rouge spills Mamma Robotnik's pint of tartan special. It spills outside. Who's winning a fight? See, I think a fishy cuts might be difficult because um, she's also got sizable um, mammary appendages. Right. So um, it might be a, a bit of a rollabout, you know? Um, it might be like fucking a lot of bouncing back or something. I don't know. It might be difficult to get a boxing game like a, a technical boxing match on the go. No, I think this of... is going to be kind of no holes barred. There's going to be hair getting pulled out. There's Aye. going to be like high heels oh! getting hit at the side of folks heeding that. Aye. That's, that's I suppose Mama Robotnik's more susceptible to hair pulling since she's just Robotnik um, with tits essentially, so she's got she, a big she does, she does have Robotnik's moustache, aye. aye. Mama Robotnik, despite being um, quite a, a terror, is also a very old lady and I can't imagine her having much physical capabilities really. She might have that Yokozuna effect where she just uses pure sheer size to sit on you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just like smother you, man. Do that fucking sit down splash that. Yokozuna used to do, and Rikishi. I'm thinking this is this is one that's going the distance. It's going to be a very violent fight. I think they are going to be tearing lumps at each other, biting, scratching. I am noticing a little bit that I think this one might be brains versus bronze. Aye, well, I think Rouge is pretty, she's pretty clever. She'd be able to, like, suss out Mamma Robotnik's weaknesses, I think, pretty easily and exploit them. No, what is Mamma Robotnik's weakness, though? Does she have one? She doesn't care about her weight. No, she's a, she's a total sociopath, which means that her weaknesses lie um, probably more from a physical point of view rather than a sort of psychological point of view because you can't, t- you can't tame a sociopath. A sociopath will just keep going and going. Plus, she's also got the backup aspect where she's getting the power of... Um, Robotnik's army behind her as well. So she's one of them ones, a worse one, a wrong one, a worse cunt that will phone our boys, you know what I mean? If uh, how long are they going to take to show up in Greenock, but they're fighting outside the Westburn? It's just, right, why don't why don't each of you tell me how you see this fight going and why your woman would win? Uh, I think we'll, start, we'll start with Andy. I just on pure sheer size. It's, I'm going to use my Broxon philosophy where there's um, size differences for a reason, there's weight classes and weight divisions for a reason. The reason is, if Tyson Fury steps in the ring with fucking, I don't know, Conor Ben, Conor Ben's going to get flattened. Oh, so. you've, you've picked an argument there that appeals to me, because <laughs> this is, you're, you're now making me see it as Bruce Lee versus Muhammad Ali, and Ali's, <laughs> Ali's taking that every time. Uh, but let's let's not call it just yet. McCormick, how do you see it going? I'm thinking that Rouge is fighting dirty here. I think she's taking one of those big massive boots off and fucking hitting it <laughs> into the side of Mamma Robotnik's balding upper. And just taking her, just skewering her brain effectively, trying for trying for weak spots, not fighting dirty, um, and not letting her size overwhelm her. I've got to admit, I think Mama Robotnik can take the lumps. I'm I'm putting her through. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, let's pick your character. You have got Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay. McCormick, you have got oh Doctor Robotnik himself. This is a this is an interesting matchup, <laughs> right? So, as you also mentioned last time, that we're um, one of Robotnik's great strengths is his ability and manipulation. And Robotnik spent his entire life basically, or Shadow's entire life basically, gaslighting him into thinking <laughs> he was someone that he wasn't. He. Um, so, if we're talking existential crises here, I think Robotnik can just purely talk Shadow into becoming a complete puddle. <laughs> and then crying over his deed pals and getting revenge on a certain blue hedgehog. Um, so I don't even think, think he's going to be able to fight Robotnik. I think Robotnik will just be able to um, break him mentally. Andy, what's your rebuttal? That's an argument. It is an argument. But again, it's that thing where he's, he is sort of, he can be influenced to a certain point, but when it comes to brass tacks, and things he believes in, he can change it to drop it a heart. So it's not like a signed, sealed, and delivered deal with um, Robotnik having them under the thumb. We've seen it before with Knuckles. Knuckles snapped out it. Shadow snapped out it in Sonic Adventure 2. I think all it takes is for one wee step out of line and fucking Shadow just batters fuckery out of him, man. 
sends him back to space when he it belongs. Just to hear that certain guitar riff kicking in and then it's game over. That's it. And there's always that risk. It's, he's got obviously this trauma that he's trying to uh, suppress that's going to come to a heed at some point anyway. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's probably one of the reasons he's got that character type, he's that personality type. So as soon as that comes up, the Eggman's days are numbered anyway. I mean, has a botany got any of his classic fucking devices on the go here if it does turn into a fight? I, I don't know if he needs them. I've got to admit, I'm thinking they've been sitting in the pub all day. Robotnik knows exactly how to wind him up. You know what I mean? That's he true. can he can break him down. He can really MK Ultra him. As you say, there's a history of manipulation there. I think in terms of a rock, paper, scissors thing, this one might go to the bold Doctor Robotnik. Although See, sorry Andy. You have to take into account though. Um look at how many times a, a hedgehog that size is kryptonite for Eggman, Robotnik, um, as can be seen for never having any wins against Sonic the Hedgehog. So another hedgehog that size with the same attributes, speed, speed, and um, speed, <laughs> then obviously he's got just as good a chance as Sonic in a lot of regards because he's got all the same abilities. And I suppose Shadow has that period of being fooled by Dr. Robotnik. But presumably they're outside the Westburn after these events, and is he going to be fooled again? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. And it can also he's also got the potential to power up the height to super shadow. We don't know where the Evos are at this point, though, as we've determined. Aye, aye, aye. This is a. Do you know what? Maybe if maybe the the Chaos Emeralds can come into play later, but in round one <laughs> they're not kicking about. But Andy. You've you've convinced me. Doctor Robotnik's wins against hedgehogs are basically zero, and a strengths weaknesses match up. I'm going to need to guess the shadow. I agree. Right, McCormick, let's pick one for you. And this is a popular one as he was nominated by both these. It is Vector <laughs> the Crocodile. <laughs> and uh, you have got Tails. Most people are going to know who Tails is. Sonic's sidekick. He's in most of the Sonic games. Mick, you want to give a quick rundown of who Vector is? Yeah, Vector the Crocodile is part of Team Chaotix from the game uh, Knuckles Chaotix, which I loved uh, on the <laughs> 32X. Um, he is like a kind of old-school hip-hop-loving crocodile um, that cuts about dressed like a sort of gangster rapper. Um, or maybe more like a kind of more classic sort of 80s, 80s style, um, like he's in Run DMC or something. Um, me and Andy have just got a bit of a soft spot for him, I think. <laughs> it's quite a ridiculous concept. Uh, it didn't look, like, didn't look like any other Sonic characters, but it still managed to make him look like a Sonic sprite, even with him being so different, which I always thought was cool. I think in the kind of newer Sonic characters, they all have the same kind of body plan. They all kind of look just like, here's Sonic with a fucking earring in or something like that. They got a bit lazy, whereas mm-hmm. with him, he's quite a, a unique sort of design. He's a big fucking crocodile. Yeah, he doesn't totally really walk or move like any of the other characters. It looks quite cool. I totally agree, man. Uh, have you ever seen... Yeah, obviously, you've both looked at this. The, the early concept stuff for Sonic 1. You know, like he had a, a human girlfriend and all that. It was a band he was in. Well, Vector was in Sonic's band. Aye. He is the only one that they took out of Sonic's band and then reused a different thing later. So Vector was in the planning stages for fucking pretty much day one. So there you go. But how does he beat our book smart little friend Tails outside the Westburn? I think he sticks on some pure heavy beats and he just gets really pumped up and then he starts battering over his big gold chain. <laughs> Tails can't do much um, to protect himself, can he? Let's be honest. He's a bit of a... He's a bit of a sap. He's a sap, aye. He's doing... He's doing... He's he's, he's a great kaboo. Aye. He's a great kaboo. We were talking about how Knack isn't book smart, but he is street smart. That can be handy for a tussle. Tails is book smart. When it comes to crunch, does Tails ever do much fighting in later games that he doesn't have a robot doing on his behalf. See, that's the thing. I, if it's Mech Tails, then he possibly might have a chance. If it's Super Tails, he's got an even better chance. A Tails on his own, can I think of anything that he could do? Unless he brings an invention with him, protect his cell, kind of like a rape whistle that fires beams or something. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Because <laughs> he, he he's, he's an engineer, isn't he? So he can sort of 
bring his own stuff. He's also got his plane sitting outside the Westburn. He could fly away. That wouldn't be so much of a win. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking lot of draw, at least. If, if Tails got into the tornado and flew away, I would count that as a win for Vector, pure and simple. The only thing I could think of from him to beat He'd also Vector. be driving drunk. The only thing I could think of, possibly, from him to beat Vector the Crocodile. Perhaps his move off a Sonic the Fighters, that double tail move thing, is pretty impressive, where he sort of slaps you way two tails, man. I could possibly do it. But I'm, I'm not getting through the thick hide of a crocodile. No, the, the crocodile, uh, Victor the Crocodile is just a cool cat. Listen to his music, man. He's Sony um, Walkman. Um, Andy, I'm going to commend you for bringing in Sonic the Fighters in your argument. That's, <laughs> that's a good bit of knowledge, a good bit of research. However, it's a bad first seed for Tails. He's not getting through us. It's it's got to be Vector in it. Aye, I would say so. It makes sense. Andy, I'll I'll pick yours first this time. Oh, you'll be pleased with this. Mm-hmm. You have got Mecha Sonic. Right. McCormick. Oh, Knuckles. No, there's a there's a right. bit of history here. Aye, aye. <laughs> um, this has been done before. So Mega Sonic, just to clear things up, he's the one for Sonic Three and Knuckles, right? He's the yes. one that looks like a Dragon Ball Z character, I put one. Where they the green where they the metal kind of plated body and a uh, yellow eyes. We've we've talked about this before. There are different iterations where Robotnik has made a robot version of Sonic. For some reason, Sega is off a keen on the one for Sonic C D uh, as in design wise, that's the one it tends to repeat in most games. Whereas Mecha Sonic for Sonic Three and Knuckles who you two boys are, it would be fair to say, Merfonda, tends to get forgotten about and cast aside these days. But it is Mecha that we've got in this competition today. No, who wants to open this up? Do you want to make your case first, McCormick? Well, this is a fight that Knuckles has won before, um, in a very emotional scene um, at the end of Sonic 3 Knuckles. And Knuckles is just, he's got the fucking bravery, he's got the two fists, he's got the muscle. I mean, even if he's fighting like, somebody in a metal exoskeleton, um, I think he's still coming out on top. <laughs> Aye, so one thing I always encountered when I was fighting Mega Sonic is his abilities, he's got loads of them. He can turn into a, he's, his gimmick is he can be jaggy, like dangerously jaggy. Aye. So he can do that spin thing, it's a one hit kill in it if you've not got any rings. Boom, but as always in Sonic, but he always looks as if like, a jag, just one wee jag off him is enough to fucking slice you up into bits. He can also shoot lasers out his eyes. He's agile, he can jump higher than um, Knuckles, and he can fly. Well, we've not brought up the problem of rings yet. Uh, is Knuckles going to have any, any rings on him, or is Knuckles the type of guy, he's going to have spent all his rings behind the bar by this point? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we've, we've got to think about this. He's been tapping rings off a Sonic, and that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, he's, you know what Knuckles is like? <laughs> but um, I can't see how in a fight outside the Westbourne... Um, and a tune so famous for um, violence with jaggy things, I think that um, Megasonic takes this one. <laughs> oh. Megasonic is just a ginormous knife. Pretty much, aye. She's gimmick. Aye, I mean, knives historically have been very effective in Green Town <laughs> Centre. This is, this, is a, this is a good argument. <laughs> but aye, on that, I'd, I'd probably go for that. That's probably my argument right there, aye. Jagginess beats squishiness. They've got experience fighting each other, as McCormick says. It's some. It's a fight that Knuckles has won in the past. Is Megasonic capable of learning from that defeat? This is what I don't know. I think he's just got a pre-scripted sort of set of moves that well, Knuckles knows all too well now. Megasonic make beat me plenty of times, man. Probably more times than I beat him. I don't know. Megasonic can easily beat you if you're having an half day, man. You know what I mean? Do you know what? I'm not going to think about it too much. I like the knife argument. I'm putting Mecha through. <laughs> <laughs> McCormick, you have got Espio. Okay. That's probably one that we're going to have to explain, but we'll get Andy's guy out first. Andy, you have got Heavy and Bomb. Right, okay. Like, uh, McCormick first, who's Espion, and then Andy, who the fuck are Heavy and Bomb? <laughs> so all three of these characters are from, again, Knuckles Chaotics. Espio is part of the uh, Knuckles Chaotics team. Um, he is a chameleon, and like his the real-life counterparts, um, he can go invisible and climb up things. He had kind of edgy Shadow the Hedgehog vibes before Shadow the Hedgehog was a thing. Um, ah. I felt like he was quite an edgy and mysterious um, sort of type of character. 
And in my head, Karen, because he's called Espio, I imagine him being like Mexican or something. Which I don't think that's like actually part of his character, but it's just something I like to think to myself. Andy, who who are these heavy and bomb characters? Heavy and bomb are through and together. They're incomplete characters for not with chaotics, that he's still playable. They're sort of like the, the shite characters that you don't ever want, but you sometimes have to play as. And heavy is just a big heavy kind of thing that you see in Roadrunner, but it's like an acme weight. Right. Um, and bomb is what it says, a bomb, essentially. Okay. Um, now, the reason why I think these two could win is because, one, there's two of them. You never see one without the other. They're sort of like... Um, <laughs> bomb Bouse um, has never shown it's sort of alluded to the fact that he could blow up at any time so he could just use like who's that Pokemon Blastos that just blasts up no, uh, not blast you've, up. Got, you've got a few Pokemon that can use like explosion but that also <laughs> kills the person using it aye so he could just fucking he could tell um, Bomb just to no he could tell Heavy to sort of get away out the road <laughs> and blow up or Heavy could just land himself right on his opponent, but that's my start anyway. Mr McCormick, your rebuttal? Well, I think Bomb is is disqualified right away because when he d- fucking blows himself up, that's him deed. He has also <laughs> lost the fight. Um, heavy, as his name suggests, is not a very fast moving thing. Um, he's not going to be able to get the jump on Agile Espio. And, and you may argue that he's got a quite thick armour, he's quite hard to defeat. But what I would say is that SPO can go across the road to Tesco with a shopping <laughs> trolley, come back, put Heavy in the trolley, wheel it all the way to the Clyde and just drop Heavy in. And that's him done. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye. They're not great. But they do have that ability of stretchy rings that Nautilus Chaotix provides, which makes it very difficult to die from gravity-related things. Also, it seems that I'm... Sorry, stretchy rings, are you... Is this, is this a goatsy thing? And not with Scottics, in a team, um, they each hold one side of a ring with a kind of force in the middle that's like an elastic band, and it, you can use it and manipulate your momentum and all that to like, uh, move about a level, so you can't die, essentially. And that's another thing, you can't die in not with either, so these are immortal. Characters. Then, so, so is Espiel because he's in that and all. So he is. Aye. Well, we can use this as an argument. <laughs> no. Just the mechanics of that particular game. They've not come straight out of that game. They've come out of the Westbourne pub. <laughs> right. right, I'm making a ruling. Heavy and Bomb are a couple of D-listers. Espiel can turn invisible and climb and that. He's clearly winning this, isn't he? Aye, I don't think there's much of an argument to be made there. Aye, no, you're quite right. Well, this brings us on to our last two for the first bit. You may have noticed we've not had the main man, the namesake, the reason for the season. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Andy, you take Sonic the Hedgehog. And meaning McCormick has got Amy, Sonic's girlfriend. No. <laughs> is is this a bad first seed for Sonic? Is he going to raise hands to Amy? I don't know. We've, we've, got to, nah. we've got to try and solve this problem here. Is Amy Sonic's girlfriend, like the only kind of categorisation I've, I've seen is that it's a kind of one-way thing. I think it's like an unrequited love for Amy. Maybe that's changed in my recent games. I think it depends on the source material. I think in some comic adaptations, they put Sonic with that squirrel woman, and it's a one-sided thing. Um, I think in some of the later things, they've tried to like flip it a wee bit, because you know we're in the era, era of Girl Boss, you know, where it's like Amy's a cool one, and Sonic's a bit of a simp now rather than having her being this pathetic figure that chases him about. So mm. I think there are different interpretations of that dynamic. However, I would say, regardless, it's not as clear-cut as they're just pals. Right. Um, I, I, there's a, there's going to be something there. I think Amy's going to just exploit that slight moment of hesitation and then pull out a big fucking hammer and flatten Sonic. <laughs> well, that's a good point. As I said, I don't think uh, Sonic's got it in him. He raises his hands to Amy, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I think could... this is just a, a nightmare for Seed for Sonic. I, I, I don't see any way that he's. He could uh, right. use his speech. He could use his speech attribute and uh, he could invoke Sonic Says <laughs> and get an anti violence message. <laughs> domestic violence is not cool <laughs> oh that's good 
But aye, um, other than that, the boy balls know when he's needs wanting a woman. He wouldn't get in my house otherwise. All right, let's. Uh, I think this is coming down to an argument then. Um, <laughs> we've got to look at who's going to win an argument. An argument between Sonic and Amy. Or is or does Amy have that killer instinct in her where Sonic goes, oh, let's talk about this, and she just hits him with a hammer. Game over. I think that might be that. Actually, would lure him into a false sense of security and then smack him with a hammer, aye. Alright, if, if, if he's in agreement on that point, I don't, <laughs> think Sonic, I, I don't think Sonic's got a chance. I think Sonic's had a bad first seed and he's out. Possibly. Possibly. Sonic, man. I'm putting Amy through. Sonic's getting it stinking. <laughs> I knew we were going to have some weird and wonderful qualifiers here. <laughs> man, fucking Sonic and Knuckles both out in the first round. And Tails. And Tails. <laughs> right. Who'd have thought, eh? Who'd have thought? McCormick. We're on to the, the quarterfinals now. Uh, I'm going to keep you and Nack. Andy, you are taking short fuse, the Cybernic. They're outside the Westburn. They've had their first fights. Now they're setting their sights on each other. Who's winning? Right, uh, fuck. I can't see past short fuse, the Cybernic, man. I can't for anybody. The only reason is he's got indestructible armour. Um, he's got all sorts of abilities. I believe he's... Am I right thinking he shoots lasers for his eyes to eight. His hands turns into cannon, cannons. He's also got a full repertoire of um, Kantian moral philosophy. Can't be that. So, I can't see past him. This is just going to be a gunfight at the OK Corral, isn't it? They're both going to be blasting each other. An array of guns and um, weaponry. The only like difference it. is, if you shoot a robot, you might dent it. You shoot a weasel, you've got a dead weasel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's quite a hard draw for the bold knack, I think. I mean, it's a, a bit of a nightmare draw for knack, or or is it, Mick? I'm, I'm running out of ideas for how knack can take this one away, to be honest. I <laughs> just have to concede here. Right. It's, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get a bad draw. Short Fuse was probably a favourite going in, and he's going through to the semi finals. Yep, it looks like it. It looks like it. I think that's only fair, to be honest with you. McCormick, you are going to take Mama Robotnik. Um, Andy, you have got Shadow the Hedgehog. Give me yours, Mick, because it would really make more sense if you gave me the Mama. I think she's just going to give Shadow such a headache that you'll just, <laughs> you, you, you just fucking fold. <laughs> I think she's just going to be such a pure nightmare to him and he's already got this history with Robotnik like kind of mistreating him his maw is even worse aye. I think he's just not going to be able to process it aye it's interesting you say that um, it's going to be quite difficult for Shadow in this regard um, again does he raise his hand to, to women um, people that are weaker than him yeah well you're making an assumption that Mama Robotnik the physical power of Mama Robotnik is weaker than Shadow aye. I don't know if that's the case that's a good point, in fact. Um, she, I think that it could be a moral um, quandary for Shadow. Doesn't know to hit a woman, but a woman with a big tash like that. Maybe fucking, if, if, if she makes the first move, maybe Shadow just need to beat the shit out of his speed in his homing attack. I reckon they could. Enough of them homing attacks, man. And uh, the, the heart will be right off her. She'll be greeting and screaming for the bottom. Well, is she maybe going to be... Is she going to change her tact for this battle? Is she going to try and manipulate him? I we she had just swing her handbag about and fucking batter him. <laughs> I don't think she's got that much nuance to his robotic cuz in the manipulation stakes. I think she gets robotic to date for her. But then she man- she manipulates the manipulator. But she can't really manipulate. The only thing she does to manipulate her own son is batter fuck at him. And it's like battering it into him. You better do this. So in robotic kings, I don't want her there kicking. So I better learn how to... Um, Hypnotise some cunt so I don't get a kick in off my big tashy walk. <laughs> well, another thing that we need to look at with Mama Robotnik is the Juno say that she is so powerful because we were talking about the trope of teaming up against a bigger evil that Sonic and Robotnik had to join forces to beat her. Um, good point. Good point. She has a force of nature. She can walk through walls. Um. She's just not very nice. She might put a few cheap shots. She just wants blood. She just she's she came for a, a barney. You're going to have to try and put her keep her down. I should just keep getting fucking back up I, again. 
I think Greenock Town Centre's made her kind of place as well. I had agree. Do you know what? I'm starting to go towards Mama Robotnik. I'm possibly talking myself I, here. I even think the, bar, the barmaid might jump in for that. Honestly, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, there are going to be women coming out the bingo and seeing somebody that looks like them fighting a hedgehog in the street. What are they going to think? Exactly. There's a few women in the mega bingo that look a bit like Mama Robotnik. <laughs> Do you know what? Cash and all. It's, it's for the crack. I'm going to have to put Mama Robotnik through. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's fine by me. Andy, we will give you a shot of Victor the Crocodile this time. McCormick, you have got Mechasonic. In a lot of ways, Mechasonic's quite hard to beat, right? The aforementioned Jagginess. I think he's been going to put a run rings out of Vector, who's not maybe the fastest um, after block, and just kind of death by a thousand cuts him. Aye, ah, good point. Vector Crocodile's also got jaggy bits, and he's also got crocodile skin. He's got a bit of speed as well, I believe. Oh, he could try and show Mechasonic the power of music, because Mechasonic is a robot, and perhaps hasn't been programmed <laughs> to um, realise its splendour yet. And you could sort of turn Megasonic into the same sort of thing as E-102, or maybe even Shot Fuse of Cybernic with can, can that I, kind of you, could, you could batter me, but have you heard this? This is NWA. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask a, a, lower, a lower point here? Yes. Short Fuse and E-102 Gamma, they were made in the traditional Badnik way, whereby they have a wee animal in them. As Mick said, Short Fuse has a squirrel in him. Does Metal Sonic have this biological component to him, or is he all robot? Mechasonic, rather. Yes, he's all robot. Doesn't have anything in him. Um, the thing he is, is electricity wired to a brain that's wired for pain and destruction. <laughs> See, I think you could make the argument that you could maybe try to compel it art and beauty way a philosophical character in an existential crisis like E-102 Gamma or Short Fuse, I don't think that's going to wash with Mecha. He's just all circuitry, isn't he? That's that's very true. I I suppose um, E-102 has got a wee rabbit in him or something. So, by a... God bless the rabbits. Maybe if it was techno, (laughs) give me a chance. So, so I... We're we're pretty much back to a straight-up scrap and Huzz the Crocodile got enough bite to him to overcome a robotic Sonic the Hedgehog. Bah, here's another one. I believe the main character, the main, the last boss, or the second last boss of Nautilus Chaotix is Metal Sonic. Ooh. So, his previous with uh, Metal Hedgehogs is one of great success. His professional fight record is one and all. I mean, we're, we're talking, it's all well and good about how powerful these robot characters are. But as a point, if you look in the games, they are losing out to anthropomorphic uh, creatures every time. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point, man. My horns up. Aye, I'll go with crocodile. Okay. All right, we'll put Vector through. <laughs> Andy, you can take Espio this time, and McCormick, you take uh, Amy. Not a big fan of we couldn't write um... <laughs> 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 right, okay, well, McCormick, you take Espio then, and uh, Andy, you can take Amy. <laughs> Alright, right. Um, Amy, again, she's got a big hammer. <laughs> flatten, um, yeah, flatten you in seconds. Um, it's also got a wee bit of speed as well, if Sonic Origins is anything to go by. Um, and she can, she's been added to all sorts of abilities in Sonic Origins, I don't know if, they're, if you could use them. If they're available for us, but I think the hammer will start the hammer. She's got a big hammer. Right. So. Well, you can't flatten SPO with a hammer if you can't fucking see him. <laughs> so he's got that going for him. He's going to turn invisible. I think he's going to climb the walls and then just get a jump on. Get a jump on her. I think, um, I don't know, Amy could just, I don't know, she just grabs him with a horn, spins him about, man, and just right off a fucking palm tree or something. But, Again, you're encountering that same problem. You cannot grab what you cannot see. Aye. SBO's got a good power set there. But here is, if, if you wander into a bush, right, and you swing a hammer about, even <laughs> things you can't see are going to take a, a hit, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a big hammer, to be fair. <laughs> but, uh, I think that 
you'd be able to see, I don't know if she smashed the ground hard enough, she'd be able to see the, the discrepancy between, or the incongruity between the the live, the SPO being alive and independent for the bush. Sort of looking for a stonefish or a cocker money um, <laughs> in a Clyde when it's like to blend in with rocks. But if you disturb the water, you see it kind of moving. Again, Amy's coming tooled up, which historically tends to be a good move in Green Octoon Centre. For sure. Aye. SPO's a bit up his own arse today, probably. He'll be a, a mid-sentence when he gets a fucking punch to his jaw and not know what to do. Aye. Do you know what? If he's if he's hitting out with monologues and that, they're fighting outside the pub. Amy's got a hammer. Um, I, I'll put the... Is, is she a cat? No, she's a hedgehog, man. She's a, a hedgehog. Right, Amy the Hedgehog goes through. SPO's a bit of a gobshite, to be fair. This is, I don't know if I'm getting on board with this SPO hate train. I don't, I don't see him as a particularly like, annoying oh, character. Um, <laughs> we're getting into our semis now. And I'm going to go for Vector versus Amy first because Short Fuse versus Mama Robotnik is the, the bigger tie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... Do you do you want to claim either pit like do you have an opinion about who would win this rather than me assigning you at this point? Again, it's a blade, it's a hammer. She's get she's coming tooled up, man. You can't separate the hammer. So she's smashing her way to final for me. Um as much as I'd love to get Vector or the products of the world, what's a shitty wee walkman gonna do against a fucking hammer? Um you know, it's a hard one. Um Unless they decide he could use his wireless to make see what I hear a tune, I let us watch your hammer in and then smash it over the head with it. But as he cover as that, has he ever demonstrated any sort of dexterity in that? I don't see Amy falling for so. that one. Nah. Nah. And she's this is her third fight of the day. She's probably past thinking about anything like that. <laughs> Amy's winning. I'm telling you, Amy's winning. She's um, she's always she's just got an answer for everything. She doesn't. I mean, I look at all the amount of times where Sonic's told her to fuck off. Nah, you're not. Weak, you're not strong enough. And then she always ends up turning up unscathed, man. With a fucking trail of destruction behind her. Is, <laughs> is it happening? By the way, I've, I've got to admit, I didn't see Amy getting through to the final at all. Right? Hashtag sexism. I thought she'd get put in the first round, but she might be through to the final here. It's hard to argue with that hammer. Aye, yes, it really is. Alright. Money Hammers. Amy makes it to the, the final. No, we have got Short Fuse of Cybernet versus <laughs> Mama Robotnik. Right, this is the one. Now in the World Cup, sometimes you get like, um, a Senegal versus Egypt in the semi, and the other one's like Brazil versus Argentina. Aye. <laughs> that's, like this. that's like this, man. This is a big one. Um, who am I defending? Well, Mamma Robotnik. Now that we're at the semis, I'm just kind of... I'm just wanting to have an open discussion. I'm wanting to read to you who, who you think. Um, so, Mamma Robotnik is just coming off of two scraps, man. She'll be adrenaline be through the roof. She's probably got a tap half <laughs> now, aren't she? Aye. <laughs> she, she is going... Tonto. She's Doctor do, Robotnik's probably been in and got her a couple of bottles of Diamond White out. She's smashing them. She's shouting at a crowd. She's going, "Fucking come on, then!" Aye, come on, sh- 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 <laughs> And the thing is, like, um, I've watched her walk through a wall in that episode, so that shows that there's some sort of infallibility about her, her armor as well. So I think that if there's anybody in this tournament that's going to beat Shot Fuse of Cybernic, I think Mama and Abotnik's get the best chance just by pure sheer ginormousness. So Short Fuse in the comics, I believe, goes through an emotional journey, right? Stops isn't he starts to think I'm no an unthinking machine, right? I can make my own decisions, you know, I might be able to feel love, I might be able to find peace. I think it might be fair to look at this tie and say Short Fuse, for the first time in a long time, might feel fear. Might remember what it's like to be scared. I mean, I've, I've just got this um, kind of profile of Short Fuse of Cybernic that was built up here um, in one of the Sonic the comics, and it kind of lists out these armaments. He's got anti-gravity hover speed boot jets, an armoured tail, rechargeable power cells, Exterior super alloy megatil armor, um, power assisted grip, 
um, force ray armaments in a cybernetic brain interface. I mean, all oh, that's kind of hard to argue against. It is hard Pretty to argue against. But that sort of deep dive into his character that's with my reach, man. I can't argue with that, can I? But I mean, um, all I can come back to is you can list all these Pentagon level different armaments oh. and cybernetic upgrades he's got all the live long day. He's outside the Westburn and he's fighting against a big woman that's on one. I don't know <laughs> if anything can overcome that. Mama Robotnik's also got the Broly, remember? That's a key part of her character. She likes to hit things with a Broly, especially Robotnik. If he gets that Broly out, man, that Broly does serious damage. Aye, this is her Chaos Emeralds. You know? Um, I mean, if she, if she whips that Broly, she's always got a bag on her shoulder which tells me she's always got the Broly. Um, she does have an ability where she can pull out anything out her bag, so it's a TV camera at one point, it's a hammer, and a, it's all a hammer day, um, a brolly, um, letters for um, various sources. <laughs> and Is this like a kind of Looney Tunes logic here? <laughs> like there's, a, there's a whole dimension in this bag she can pull out anything for? Aye, Aye. Look, Felix the cat. She's just fucking raging. I think if she's raging enough, I think Shot Fuse is Ironic's alright, he's well equipped here to win a fight. But if she, if there's Puncher's chance, if she does a Buster Douglas man, when Mike Tyson gets one lucky hit and he's on the deck, but fucking Mama Robotnik on top of him, I don't think, I don't think he's fucking getting back up. Also, you've got to take into account the age that Mama Robotnik is, right? She's got no time for computers. See, if, if she logs into her tablet or whatever and anything looks wrong, she's on the blower to Dr. Robotnik. It's not working, what's happening? He's like, no, ma'am, that's your emails, you've got to com- close your email. Right, don't download that. He's got to sort it out for her. To her, they're, they're just deserving a contempt. It's going to, Short Fuse is just going to remind her of a time where a Nigerian scam artist took her <laughs> pension. Why do you redeem? <laughs> But um, he's well, he is vulnerable to electromagnetic pulses and corrosive substances. So if Mama Robotnik just fucking lifts up her dress and pisses on him, could <laughs> <laughs> that sort of discombobulate his electrical appliances? Which she might, because she's she's fucking raging. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I think she's, I think she's through. Oh, <laughs> what? I don't think I've got much chance to come back to this one. It's two, it's two on one now, it's not a fair fight. I just can't see past her, right? It's, she's so powerful. She might be the most powerful Sonic character of all. Um, Possibly. But we'll see. I'm going to put Short Fuse through to the third place playoff, though. Who's in it? We all will find it. Right? Has Mamma Robotnik met her match? and a younger woman with a bigger hammer. Our final is Mama Robotnik versus Amy. That hammer's not doing fuck all to Mama Robotnik. <laughs> Mama Robotnik's a mushroom cloud lame motherfucker, motherfucker. Right? She's the fucking bowling ball that you can't use because it's too heavy and her <laughs> finger holes are too big. Right? There's no chance. I've got to admit, I think Mama Robotnik is going to see Amy and I think there's going to be a lot of jealousy and resentment at seeing a confident young woman making her way in the world. And I think that those traits, on top of her built-up rage, might make Mama Robotnik make some fatal mistakes. I wouldn't count Amy out just now. I'm happy to talk about it, but... She need to get a look at it. I don't know. I don't know. I think Amy's got kind of youth on her side here. Um, I think she's just as okay, just as much capacity for anger and violence as Mama Robotnik does, but um, she's not past it, not past her prime. Maybe like, Mama Robotnik is Amy in like 40 years' time. Like, pent up rage and aggression has just all came out at one time, to the point where she's grown moustaches and that. What, what I will say is that the one thing Mama Robotnik does have, she doesn't have youth on her side. Amy is going to be more spry. She's going to be able to move better. Mama Robotnik does have mere raw badness. I think mm. half half of the stuff she would do would make Amy wince. I think Mama Robotnik wouldn't think anything a curb stomping, slashing, you know, she permanently wears, disfiguring people. She doesn't care. She's she, evil. She wears the stilettos, day man. 
Aye. Just splatter the brain of a hedgehog. Um, <laughs> easily. Not even full. She wouldn't even need to put it full pelt, man. It crack, it crack the brain of, of Amy. She'd be fucked. She'd be splattered all over fucking Westburn Street. She'd be fucking frozen in an Iceland freezer before the sun comes up. We've talked a lot about how powerful Mama Robotnik is, but what are Mama Robotnik's weaknesses? How, Andy, you you are familiar with this Sonic cartoon that she appears in more so than than me and Mick. Um, how do they beat her in said cartoon? Well, sure, um, Mama Robotnik brings um, Robotnik's childhood teddy bear called Fuzzy Wuzzy, who's right. a 15-foot, two, uh, two-heated thing with sharp teeth. Right. Um, and inadvertently, she shocks Robotnik uh, by proxy as he goes to save it. When this is done, inexplicably, an ambulance shows up with white guys with white coats and say, right, come on, Mama Robotnik, that's time for you to go back to your bed now. And they, they just... Smother her and throw her in the oh, back of van. By the way, away. actually, let's put a pin in this. I've done a third place playoff wrong. The third place playoff should be Short Fuse versus Vector. Surely. Because the loser of this is going to be second. Who's taking it out of these two? Ah, Short Fuse, man. I Mick. think it's hard to argue against Short Fuse here. Um, he's, he's got his fucking cyber weaponry and all that shit. Um, Vector's just get get charm to keep them going and that's not something that Shawfuse particularly cares about. Let, let me try and pull a case for Vector at Mars. What do we know about Vector, right? He's, he, is he a DJ or is he a bass player? I can't remember. No, he's just a cunt that listens to music. Man of many talents. An, an audiophile. Right, he likes his tunes, right? We spoke about Vector versus Mechasonic and how Mechasonic would not maybe fall prey to things like appreciating art and humanity whereby Short Fuse has got a small squirrel in him maybe this time Effector says hold on a minute buddy stick I'll take one of your phone and you take the other and let's listen to Nate Dogg and Warren G <laughs> <laughs> or oh, they could listen to Lil Zay um, Lil Zay and not Lil Zay uh, Cool Z Cozy and oh, I fed. Genuinely, he's winning a fight outside the Westbound. <laughs> so maybe, maybe this time, Short Fuse will say, "Do you know what? What, what do you call this stuff? Music." And Vector says, "I." And Mom will just sack us and go and listen to tunes, thereby making it a moral victory for Vector. Um, he's having that, or is Short Fuse immolating him? I think you've won me over, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm up for Short Fuse for me. Do you know what? They, they, they're sacking the violence. Them two are going to wait to listen to tunes. I'm calling it. Moral victory, <laughs> Moral victory for Vector. He's stopped. <laughs> now, back to Mama Robotnik versus Amy. Right, so Mama Robotnik's taking it. Uh, sheer speed. No, sheer um, girth. Heaviness, rage, tashiness, um, brutality, not giving a fuck. Uh, it's been suggested that she is crazy as well. That she Aye. has serious uh, mental um, problems that <laughs> add on, to her. She's on day release in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, she's <laughs> on day release. <laughs> yeah, possibly not the kindest portrayal of mental health in a 90s children's cartoon. But. And she batters <laughs> her son to the point where he's all over the place and then in his stupor she then tries to unleash a, a kind of mutated version of his childhood teddy bear with three heads with sharp teeth she's just she's terrifying she, um, what, what we're talking about here with Amy versus Mama Robotnik right this is good versus evil and in Sonic games good beats evil but we're not dealing with a Sonic game here this is outside the Westburn <laughs> probably quite often Evil beats good. <laughs> I um, I'll, 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 I'll stick with. I'll go with Mama Robotnik just because she is a force to be reckoned with. I'm, 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 a, I'm undecided. Uh, I'm on the fence here. McCormick, are you one over to Team Mama, or are you still thinking Amy? You get any Amy comments to throw in? I think at this point, after all these fights, I think that Mama Robotnik's overextended herself. I think she's going to start making mistakes, and I think. Amy at this point still got her wits about her enough to exploit them. 
I think she's going to try and do something that's just a bit too mental and not be able to pull it off properly. This is a point. You've got to look at the previous matchups. Amy won her first two fights at a canter, whereas Mama Robotnik has been like a tornado, going fucking mental, spiraling, spiraling out of control, putting wing mirrors off cars and that. She, she, she might have overextended herself. <laughs> be struggling at this point. However, she is just that raw force of nature, where at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think she's going to stop until fucking a SWAT team shows up and shoots fucking 50 tranquilizer darts into her. <laughs> Aye. There's, a, there's a job for the Polis as well. Polis, it's going, to, it's going to take Straffy's finest to fucking to stop her. I reckon they might need to get a rubber bullets out. Amy has come up against... The water fr- Amy has come up against friends in every other round, right? Oh, there's Sonic. Haha, I've hit him with my hammer. Oh, SPO. Bash, you've got my hammer as well. Haha. Do you know, maybe not taking it that seriously. And then she comes up against a force like Mama Robotnik. All of a sudden, she's a, a chunk of her pretty pink hair ripped out. And she's thinking, what the fuck? This woman's mental. What have I got myself into? And I don't know if Amy's got it in her to stand up to that badness. I agree. Totally agree. Yep. I would say that that's, that's an apt kind of observation. And Mama Robotnik is too big and raging, essentially, aye? Too big and raging. And they. <laughs> You mentioned before we started recording that you had a favourite that you thought was going to win. Who was that? I think I picked Shot Fuse, didn't I? But you didn't, you didn't say who it was. Aye, I was going for Shot Fuse, the Cybernic man. Ah. Just because he's infallible um, armour, but it hasn't quite worked out that way. I think the winner of the Sonic characters fighting outside the Westburn. I think I'm going to get him, I'm a Robotnik. <laughs> you described Mama Robotnik in the way that the character Chaos is in real life <laughs> in the Sonic games. Yeah, oh, Chaos is just a stupid wee brain. Elemental force of nature. Chaos get beaten round one by Knack the Weasel. So possibly if people are really into Sonic, that's probably going to make them angry. Um, because <laughs> Chaos, Chaos is more like canonically like meant to be the strongest character, but a Chaos Emeralds and I didn't really come into play. Mama Robotnik is a, a joke character for a single episode of a cartoon <laughs> that nobody <you> watched. <laughs> but hey, I mean we we've done a lot of discussion here, and I think I think she wins this tournament. Can't that means <clears throat> we've got Mama Robotnik is crowned the champion. In second place, we've got Amy, and in third place, we have got Vector the Crocodile. No, Vector, I would have probably put good odds on to win this thing. For me, I thought he was going to do well. He's both picked him in that. I don't know. I think I've maybe talked myself into Mama Robotnik through quite a lot of this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My prediction was Short Fuse of Cybernic from the beginning. Yeah, he's, he's both thought Short Fuse was going to take it. Aye, just he, the, he met somebody you know, with like... an even shorter fuse. You know, uh, Scotland thought they were going to win a World Cup in 1978 and then get done off Zaire. So sometimes on the pitch doesn't always work out as it does in the paper, you know. How you go. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. This, Do you know what? This might be one of those episodes where it's really for us three and it's the type of thing that we listen to a couple of times and leaves everybody else feeling a wee bit cold. So, <laughs> possibly, listeners, I would I would encourage you... Um, to visit the Westburn. <laughs> well, first of all, visit the, we've given them a lot of free advertising here. We must have said that pub's name about 50 times. Listeners, I would encourage you to get in touch whenever this one drops, be it after bonfire night, before Christmas, after a nuclear war, I don't know. Whenever you hear this, get in touch with us and let us know if you liked the Westburn game as a format for the podcast. We might bring it back next year and do like a wider, I don't know, like Mega Drive characters or Nintendo characters or something like that. So if this was a, a funny listen and that, it was pretty good, just give us a shout and say, I like that one, do another one. If not, just don't say anything. And message received. <laughs> um, but I, I think that wraps us up. Eh? Well, God bless Big Mama Robotnik, the, the fighting tournament champion. Dark horse, right? 
you never ever anybody it's called either Big Mama or Mama or Big any any big at the start there, it's Big Susan, uh, Big uh, uh, Big uh, Aggie, Big Teresa, you know Big Mama Teresa for uh, the high rises and that. Don't fuck with them. No, there you fuck, man. These nah. a lot of them are like loan sharks. No, give a fuck about ripping your eyeballs at your head. I think if I see my brother bought night drinking, I'm going to a different pub. Aye, easy. Cut's a fucking imposing figure. I'm going to need. Was she only ever in one episode of <laughs> the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog? And she's not even in two. Nah, it's often cited as the best episode, though. It's um, <laughs> it's well loved. I think if you click if you click citations on that, it's just Andy Mac. <laughs> so trust me bro uh, I had the best of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog video and there was four episodes on it and that was one of them well do you know what that's a, that's that's decent evidence I suppose um, <laughs> the big the big surprise for me here is is the bold Amy getting to the final I just I, I couldn't see it but um, you know maybe the seeds were kind to her maybe the power of the hammer uh, overcomes a lot, but fair fucks there, man. Getting getting second place there. Aye, aye. Even though she's a uh, flying mince at this point, splattered over um, Westbourne Street. <laughs> second place is still good. Aye, especially if you're the Rangers. <laughs> it's not as good as first. Aye. Uh, there you go. Well, I I suppose all that's left to say, Andy's going to lead off with his, his famous end of episode catchphrase here. And they take it away. Sayonara, live and learn. Oh, I like it. Up the workers. Yeah, I know, I've got to believe. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later.